The handyman nodded. I'll wait. Got my pole. With his help, she climbed onto the dock and left him opening his cooler of bait. Holding her skirt so that the hem of her dress wouldn't skim the dirt and bird excrement on the old boards, she bustled along the sandy overgrown path that wound a hundred feet to Mary's home. The cottage was little more than a one-room cabin with a sleeping area, even more austere and cut off from the world than Siren Song. It was no wonder no one had ever found her here. But then Catherine knew from her own experience that even the most bizarre circumstances did exist. How else to explain all the gifts the girls had received? There were rumors, in Deception Bay, of course, of a hermit who lived on the island, an old hag that ran sightseers off. But if anyone had made the connection between the recluse and Mary Rutledge Beeman, Catherine didn't know about it. She swatted a fly as she walked, the sun hot against her face, beads of sweat forming on her brow. It was late summer now. Going on September, one of the few times of the year you could actually trust to not have your boat dashed against the forbidding rocks that surrounded Echo. A fly, she thought. Out here? Odd. Then again, what wasn't odd these days? Everything about her sister had been out of sync, a little off or odd since her birth. Upon her exile, the cover story was that Mary had fallen to her death on one of her solitary walks, though another version suggested she died from a miscarriage, which was somewhat closer to the truth. Neither, however, was accurate, and the solitary figure sometimes seen on Echo Island, according to the rumors Catherine made sure were spread, was believed to be the bereaved, reclusive wife of one of the lighthouse caretakers from nearby Whittier Island, who had died from misery after the death of her only child. In truth, no one really paid attention anymore. Everyone today was all caught up in their own lives, too interested in themselves or celebrities or television reality shows to do more than gossip about the weird old lady of Echo Island. Catherine hurried on. Squinting against the lowering sun, she noticed that Mary's garden, usually so perfect, was untended. Beach grass had taken over, and the tea roses were leggy, the blooms dried and dying. Mary, she called as she walked toward the front door and saw the boxes of supplies left on the porch. The cardboard was sun-bleached, the fruit and vegetables had gone bad, and the stink of rotting meat was overpowering. And there were more flies. What the devil? Mary, she called again and pushed on the door. How long had it been since she'd been here? It was unlatched, and from within the stench was worse. It hit Catherine with the force of a malodorous tidal wave. 
The buzzing of swarming flies competed with the sound of the surf. They swept outward from the door of the sleeping area like a black tide. Catherine's stomach revolted as she pressed forward, ever more concerned, her eyes growing accustomed to the darkened interior. Pulse rising, she forced herself to enter the bedroom. On the bed lay a corpse. What was left of her sister was little more than dried, rotting flesh and exposed bones. Mary's face was unrecognizable. Her eyes gone, two dark, exposed sockets where those beautiful blue orbs had once been. Her hair was brittle, long tufts jutting from a skull of darkened, dry skin. Her lips had rotted away, exposing her teeth in a ghoulish wickedness.